want to ask you a question. Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream deep in your heart that you know needs to be fulfilled, but it's yet to be fulfilled? I want to take you on a journey of a dream of mine. I moved to Austin, Texas in 1997, and my first question was, where is the Pregnancy Resource Center by the University of Texas campus? Well, I learned that I had a lot to learn that day, and as I moved and started asking questions, first of all, Texas is its own country. I moved from Evansville, Indiana, which is a small town to big Austin, Texas. My first assignment was find all the pregnancy resource centers operating in the state of Texas and go introduce yourself. Sounds like an easy assignment. But for me, that was a big assignment because a big trip in Indiana is from Evansville to Indianapolis, which is a three-hour drive. And in Texas, people do it all the time, every day. <laughs> so I got this big map and I started flagging where the pregnancy centers were in the state of Texas. I found 83 pregnancy centers operating at that time. I'm here to encourage you that uh, one of my assignments too was to multiply those pregnancy centers. And here today, we are over 200 pregnancy resource centers in the state of Texas. But I also learned that Texas has a different language. And as I started making appointments and going to meet with directors, uh, I found that we were speaking a different language. Texans cut the lights off. Texans are fixing to do something. So I bought a book called Texas Speak because I wanted to speak the language of the people. <laughs> and it, I've had a great time. But I went to meet with the one of the first directors I met with is in New Braunfels. And I just made an observation. Have you noticed in Texas, the trees are just short? And she was like, I beg your pardon? There is nothing small in Texas. Those are big bushes. And she was not kidding. I was looking at her like, and she was very serious. So I'm, yes, ma'am, I see. But I started uh, making appointments with uh, area leaders, pastors, uh, just sharing my vision. I would love to see a pregnancy resource center near the University of Texas campus. There were five abortion facilities, but no alternative, no place where they could go and receive help and resources and support. But, you know, one thing I learned was not everybody believes in your dream. As I met with them, what I heard was that will never happen. Have you ever had that happen? You share your vision, you share your dream, and it gets knocked down. Well, I'm here to encourage you today, don't give up on your dream. I get to share this many times around the country, and I have people come up afterward and say, you know, I gave up on that dream, but I'm gonna go back because I want that dream to come. You know, we all have purpose. You have purpose that I'll never be able to fulfill, but you can, and I want to bring along what resources I have to help you fulfill your dream because it all fits together. So I decided at that time to quit talking to people. I didn't give up on my dream, but I partnered with a friend of mine who wanted to open a Christian Women's Job Corps. There was not one in Austin at the time. And I said, uh, let's go and step out in faith. If you'll join with me in prayer for a pregnancy resource center down at the university, where University of Texas is, there are several other universities, St. Edwards University, Austin Community College, Houston, Tillotson University, about 200,000 university students in a five-mile radius. So there's a perfect location to be 
So we agreed every Monday from 12 to 1230, we would go down and pray. And we did that for seven years. We didn't miss a Monday. Went down and prayed. Didn't give up on our dreams. And in the seventh year, a new pastor came to Austin. It was actually my church. And I went to see him, and I shared my dream with him. And instead of saying, that'll never happen, he said, how much would it cost? I had my homework done. It was going to cost this much. He said, let's do it. We had our first organizational meeting, October 19, 2004. We opened January 16, 2005, 52 days after that meeting. And we have like 25 other locations now in the Central Texas area. But our vision was, when we began, it was named the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center, which is now Trotter House. We just renamed it this year was to be a model center that would duplicate ourselves anywhere in the world, building a culture of life. That's where we can bring our resources alongside your resources and build a culture of life wherever we go. So my first point I want to share with you is that we're in a marathon, not a sprint. Whatever you have to do to plow the ground to make it happen, do it. If it's planting the seed of, you know what, this could happen, what do you think? If it's what is in your heart that I can help you accomplish, let's do it. And it's an exciting journey to be on. The other part I found is, after about five years, not everybody was enjoying what we were doing. I was shocked, because I thought everybody would love what we were doing. And I received a phone call from a reporter, and she said, I need to get a statement from you on this new ordinance that the city of Austin has passed regarding having to put a sign up at your center of services that you don't do. And <laughs> I said, well, I would like for you to read that ordinance to me because I'm not aware of it. And when she read it to me, I decided to ask her some questions back after she finished. Because it was saying we needed to post a sign of services that we don't do. We don't refer for abortion. We don't refer for contraception. So help me understand, what other business do you know has to post a sign of services they don't do? <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken, we don't do beef. You know, <laughs> laundry, we don't do cars. I mean, when would it stop, right? So uh, I asked her, I said, help me under, if you can answer some of my questions, I'll be happy to answer yours. Help me understand how anyone could come against an organization serving their community with excellence. I don't know. Help me understand how anyone could come against an organization not taking any government funding, totally community supported, not charging the client. I don't know. Help me understand how anyone could come against an organization helping families thrive, helping families go from crisis to success by helping them finish their education, by helping them learn to do resume writing, learn to do interviewing skills, learn to be successful for themselves and their families. I have no idea. So in my questions, I was educating her on what we were doing, and she had no idea. So she, find, she called me back six times that day, uh, trying to get her story. And finally, she said, look, I just got to get this story out. If you could just help me, I said, sure, I'd be happy to write your story. <laughs> and we got a good article in the front page of the Austin American Statesman <laughs> that day. Uh, so I just want to share with you, too, just to be determined, to know your passion, to draw your line, and not be willing to give, to give in to what could come against you. We went into a lawsuit. 
and I learned a lot. I didn't know a lot of terms, lawyer terms. We're going to call you into a deposition. A deposition? I had never been in a deposition before, but the only way to stop putting that sign up was to file a lawsuit against it. I didn't want to. I wanted good relations in our community, but there was no other option. Because if we didn't put the sign up, we would be fined $450 a day. And we weren't going to do that. Going into the deposition was one of the most challenging experiences I've ever had. Four hours with an attorney. There were, we had seven attorneys on our case. I don't know how many on the other side. The camera on me, the court reporter over here, and the attorney just in my space all the time. Accusation, manipulation, all the things that was going on. I could recognize the behaviors. But then she started arguing with my attorney. We would take some breaks, and I told my mom it was like being in a, a boxing ring. You know, what you see on the movies where they go, now you did good here, but you need to say more here. Don't say so much here, but say more here. And I'm just like, is somebody praying somewhere? <laughs> this is not fun. Uh, but we went back in, and she started, the abortion attorney started arguing with my attorney. And they were going back and forth. And I don't know what she said, because I was just, I was praying. <laughs> But she stopped and she folded her arms and she looked away and then she looked back at me and she said, I didn't mean that about you. And then I knew she had seen truth. And so just to let you know, we won that suit, not only winning it, but winning it to the point the city was paid, uh, ordered to pay all attorney fees, which was a million dollar bill. So uh, standing your ground is very important as you're leading, knowing you're in a marathon, preparing for that, and also I've learned through the years to flow. Now, I tell people all the time, my middle name is flow. I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to flow. I'm going to look at the situation. If I need to take a step aside and really think through that, I'll do that, but I'm ne you're never going to see me get upset or rant and rave, whatever. I've learned to flow. So I looked at what does flow mean to me as a leader? F means I step out in faith. That means I get out of my comfort zone. I get out of the boat onto the water. L means I stay in love. I'm always going to look for how can I love you? How can I go above and beyond to help you? Because as I give to you, it's guaranteed to come back to what I need. O in obedience. To be in obedience to what I believe and the values that I have. And W is to walk in wisdom. To always look for that higher ground of how we can impact our culture. We have a culture that needs to be impacted with life, and every single one of us can be a part of impacting our culture for life. And I base that on the scripture, 1 John 4:18: Perfect love casts out all fear. We want to uh, be flow as we can. And having a, going from a career to a calling is staying strong and being live in your passion. I have a lot of people who tell me, You've been doing this 30 years? I even had one yesterday. When did you start? 12? I love that. <laughs> uh, but being able to st keep your passion alive, uh, to be, you know, people come and go. I see there's a lot of turnover in the pregnancy center world because it's not an easy world to be in. Because as I've shared, not everybody loves us. But as we know who we are and we know what we stand for, because even when I went to meet uh, with the, those attorneys for the deposition, I had a mom who was six months pregnant come in with her nine-year-old and 14-year-old who had fled literally with just their, her children violence to come into our center and say, I don't know where to go. I had fed them lunch. 
I had found them a safe place to stay. And then I go into that, well, you trick them? No, 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 let me tell you what we do. We help families thrive. We take them from crisis to success with all of the services that we have, and there's no charge. There's no pressure for it when we do it. We're there for them. And every day I want to live with an attitude of gratitude. I am so grateful to be able to share the culture of life, to be able to impact my world and encourage you to impact your world, to bring life and build a culture of life wherever you are. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody's walking through something. And if we can lighten somebody's load just a little bit, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of making a difference and bringing in. Not only are we making a difference for today, it makes me think of Ronald Reagan. When he made decisions that impacted our country, he did it. He said he may not even see the results of his decisions, but he did it for future generations. And that's what we're doing. We're building a better life for now so that future generations can fulfill their dreams. So I want to end with asking you, do you have a dream? What is your dream? Is your dream being in fulfillment? I have a whole lot more dreams that want to come out of me, and I encourage you that if you have dreams, or if you've lost those dreams, bring them back to life, because the world and our culture needs you. Thank you.